Welcome to Lifeology. I am James Miller, your host and a licensed psychotherapist. I'm looking forward to spending this time with you as we learn some pretty amazing life lessons. Let's get started. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to listen to this show. When you're done listening, I hope you take a minute and write a quick review on whichever radio or podcast platform you've heard this show. Your insights will help others to be inspired and encouraged. I have a great show for you today. I'll help you use your past to launch you into your future. I'll also be interviewing author Angela Lee. She has an incredible story of finding her authentic self after being in an emotionally damaging marriage. This awakened a light in her and a desire to help others achieve self-acceptance, forgiveness, and healing. She is the author of a children's series entitled Bella Santini and the Land of Everlasting Change. For more information about Angela, please visit AngelaLee.com. You may also purchase her books on Amazon. Thank you so much for listening to Lifeology. I would love to connect with you. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M Lifeology. I am also very active on Instagram and create many videos with quick tips and tools that you can immediately implement. Be sure to say hello and follow me there. Using your past to launch you into your future. Have you ever wanted to try something new and you're so overwhelmed with the idea of how that would play out that it often stops you from even starting? Or perhaps you see other people and think, oh my goodness, they are so tenacious or they have such an entrepreneurial spirit or they're so successful that I could never do that. What we often don't realize is that we've overcome so many things in our past. And when we do experience something, we often in the moment think it's the worst thing ever. But then a year passes and something else happens. And in that moment, we think that is the worst thing we've ever experienced. When you think of it with perspective, it's important to realize that you have overcome so many things. If you've overcome many things, the reality is you'll overcome something else. But we can use this to our advantage. If you want to try something new, let's say you want to start a new business, or you want to become an author, or you want to go back to school, whatever the situations may be, you can proactively look back on your life and say, when did I try something new before? And I didn't know what I was doing, but I was successful. So you can purposely look back in your life. You can pinpoint each of those events and draw on your knowledge of how you overcame that fear, how you started something new, how you made a change. Because often in the moment, we think this is the first time we've ever experienced something. But the reality, my friend, is it's not. And so when you can be aware of that and look back on your past and pinpoint the specific times of when you were successful, you redo those same things. It bolsters your confidence and you'll be incredibly successful. I have a fantastic interview today with Angela Lee. She went through a very painful marriage, and once she set herself free, it launched her into her purpose, and now she inspires so many people through her children's books. So stay tuned. If you're anything like me, you love to read. Lifeology and Audible.com have partnered to offer you an incredible opportunity. Audible is offering you one free book download with a free 30-day trial. This is perfect for those of you who love to read but often don't have time to enjoy your favorite pastime. Go to jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash audible to start your free trial. They have over 180,000 books from all genres, so I'm pretty confident your favorite author's books will be there. Go to jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash audible and start listening to your favorite book today. Once again, go to jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash audible to get started today. 
My guest today is author Angela Lee. She has an incredible story of finding her authentic self after being in an emotionally damaging marriage. This awakened a light in her and a desire to help others achieve self-acceptance, forgiveness, and healing, and is now writing a series of children's books entitled Bella Santini in the Land of Everlasting Change. Welcome to my show, Angela. Thank you. I am so excited to be here. I really appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. I was so excited when I saw your information because I don't think you know this about me. Well, I know you know, don't know this about me, but I read so many fantasy books. And when I was a little boy growing up, uh, Chronicles of Narnia, The Hobbit, all of that inspired me. Oh. So when I saw everything that you were doing, I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be really cool. <laughs> yeah. And The Hobbit, um, gosh, that book was read to me in second grade. By oh, my wow. Teacher, and that really sparked a love of fantasy in me. Yeah. It's funny because my mom, she, when we were children, she would read us the hobbits, like a chapter every night. And then there was a couple <laughs> nights that she didn't do it. And so I was a little boy and I was like, well, I'm going to read it then. And then I just took over. <laughs> it was just too funny. Beautiful. Yeah. And it's so funny. We have that connection. Did you know that you were always going to be an author? I did not know. I was living in um, California. I was married, had raised children. I worked at a government job and oh wow, that's totally different. Had been thirty years in a marriage, and then one night in October of 2017, the Tubbs wildfire swept through Sonoma and Napa counties I in that. California. Yeah, it was. Um, gosh, it was such a night. I can't. It's hard even to describe. I I've bet. tried a number of times, but. Um, what happened was I, at one thirty in the morning, I woke up to a phone call saying, evacuate immediately wildfire in your area. And I put the phone down, opened the back door. And what I saw was that the sky was tangerine orange mm. at one in the morning. Oh my gosh. And, and I saw that the, uh, well, no, I, heard the wind and the fire noise together was like a freight train at full speed coupled with a lion roaring oh my and gosh yeah that was so shocking to me that i just shut the door and i ran downstairs i woke my ex-husband up and said we have to go we have to get out so it took us about 10 minutes to just gather ourselves and you know, he moved a couple of cars around and we tried to, I grabbed photo albums and he grabbed things out of the office. We got in the car and drove away. Our neighbor was slower than us and, oh, and no. didn't leave at the right time. Well, he, he's okay. Oh, sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> because that could have been bad. Yes. Know, the fire was quite voracious. So he was slower than us, and he would send us text photos of what was happening in the neighborhood. So we know that at 2 a.m., the corner of our house caught fire, and we know that at 2.10, our house was a two-foot pile of ash. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. It's interesting that because wow. that, was, that was like the pivotal moment in my life. Um, quite a devastating thing to happen. Wow, I'm so sorry to hear that. Things that keep us busy, you know, the grocery shopping, the um, mm -hmm. the book clubs, the everything, going to the coffee shop. Um, when all of that stops, 
because for two weeks, everything was shut down. And you're, you don't have your house to clean and dinner to cook. And so you're, you're sort of adrift. And for me, what happened was that I examined my life. All I had at that point was my relationship. And I wasn't happy. It wasn't serving me. You strip everything away and what you saw was not And then you, you have yeah, to look at you do have your to. circumstances. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, it took that much for me to do that because um, you, you mentioned it was an emotionally abusive marriage. And um, what he... His, he was a very injured person and he would pull out narcissistic techniques. Oh, goodness. Um, so I won't say that he was a narcissist, um, but there were, he used the toolbox, definitely. Mm-hmm. Sure. And I was an empath and I believed, and I still do <laughs> believe that everyone deserves love. Yes, they do. And what I, what I was doing was denying self-love to love him. And sometimes when we know the past or we, we understand, and I don't know anything about him, uh, but when, when we know someone's past and we say, well, they say this or do this because, because when they were younger, this is what happened to them. So it makes sense. Yes. And when that happens, unfortunately, what we do is we're creating excuses for other people. And in that, what, like you said, we're denying our own struggles, our own um, need to be loved and desire to be loved. And, and in doing that, that unfortunately creates an unbalanced marriage or an unbalanced relationship. And so what I always tell people is it's two things. Yes, we understand that the person went through something and we also deserve to be treated respectfully. So that doesn't have to be one or the other. Absolutely. And further, I would add, um, we should all be able to set boundaries. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. You know what I find so interesting, and I can say this on this side because I did not go through the the fire that you did, of course, but the fact that you were the one, when they called you, you were the one that woke up. You were the one that went outside and you experienced this visceral response of this lion's roar, the way you described it, Mm -hmm. which woke you up from all of the slumber of your self-esteem and your self-worth and all the things that you stuffed down for so long. And in that moment, that's where the change happened. But as it as we realize until we truly understand what that change means, then we can walk through it. But it's I think it's so fascinating <laughs> in so it many does, ways that yeah, that yeah, exactly. So when we don't realize it, but when you go back and think about that, I had chills when you said that because I was like, Oh, that was the moment that Angela woke up and said, I deserve to be treated respectfully. I deserve love. I deserve all these things. And look at you today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, let's let's transition into your, your so like a year later, if I remember correctly, mm-hmm. you wrote three self-help books. Tell me more about that. So um gosh, I was I fell into a really a, quite a dark night of the soul. Um mm-hmm. and and leaving the marriage didn't actually make me happy, which I thought it would be. I thought, "Oh, I'll be able to breathe." And yes, I could breathe and I wasn't walking on eggshells anymore, but I also wasn't happy. Mm-hmm. And then I quit my government job and I went to, I don't know if you've heard of Mind Valley. Um, it, it's an online self development. Uh, oh, wonderful. Okay. Yeah. So, 
So I was on the Mind Valley website and I saw that they had this thing called A Fest, which is um, described as TED Talks during the day and massive parties at night. And I felt like I needed a little life in my life. So I mm -hmm. signed up to do that. Um, I had to quit my job in order to make that trip because they, um, when the fire came, I had to take men. I took, I think three months off it, the amount of work involved in, um, buying everything. So if you think oh, of, gosh. if you think yeah. of just your kitchen junk drawer, First off, mm -hmm. can you list everything in it? Tell me when it was, when you purchased it, how much oh you paid gosh, for yeah. it, oh, and what the current valuation is today. <laughs> oh my So Lord. I had a spreadsheet that was, I don't know, 1,600 lines long for, for the insurance company. So I had to do that. Plus, I also, at the same time, had to buy things to live oh life. My God. Yeah. Wow. So. Yeah. Um, consequently, I, I took medical leave. It was, um, you know, psychological medical leave. Mm -hmm. And that used up all my vacation time. So when I asked for vacation time at work, they denied it. They, I, did, I asked for leave without pay to go and do this self-development thing, and they denied it. So oh, wow. they said it wasn't pertinent to work. I'm like, what vacation is? <laughs> wow, wasn't pertinent to goodness. Okay. Yeah. So, um So the lesson there is how bad did you want it? How bad well, did you want this self development? How how bad I wanted it was I ended up quitting that job within a week of their declination of my request. Mm. Um I talked to the retirement people and I ended up retiring from that job. Good so, for you. Yeah. Um I guess I was in the mindset that no one was going to push me around anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> you know, going back to the whole thing of saying that you just weren't happy. Mm -hmm. Is there a part of you when you had that aha moment, and those are my words, not yours, and then the, you removed yourself from that, that uh, unhealthy marriage, and then just the whole looking at how did I allow myself to continually experience that emotional abuse over and over and over again. And so was there a part of you that was just grieving the way that you allowed yourself to be treated as well? There was a part of me that grieved that. There was a part of me that grieved um, not having made that decision much earlier sure. so that I, you know, lost out on that much time of having perhaps a healthy relationship. Mm -hmm. Um and there was a part of me, a, a very big part of me, that grieved hurting him. Mm. And let's talk more about that, because when you look back on that marriage, and once again, this has nothing to do with him. I'm sure he's, he's a great person. It just didn't work out between the two of you. Mm -hmm. When you look back on that and you realize that you were hurting him as well, knowing that there was some narcissistic behaviors or words that were used, how did you find that? Because sometimes, let me back up, because sometimes people can justify, oh, I, can, I did this to this person because they are, they emotionally abuse me or the words mm -hmm. abuse me, et cetera. How did you, how did you find that ability to recognize your own part in that marriage? 
Um, it really started unfolding when, so I went to the Mind Valley event and I met mm-hmm. some people. One of the ladies had posted in the Mind Valley Facebook group that she was looking for authors to contribute to a book. And I messaged her and I said, well, you know, I was in a marriage that I left and my house burned down in this wildfire. And she said, yes, you're in. <laughs> <laughs> So that particular chapter was about forgiveness. Oh, wow. And um, during the time I was researching forgiveness, I used Ho'oponopono. Um, mm-hmm, that's great. I just did a show on that a little bit ago. With, ah, beautiful. With Mabel Cotts, yeah. <laughs> Phenomenal. Yeah, that's hysterical, yeah. It's quite a powerful thing to do uh-huh. because it heals yourself as you're healing the relationship with the other yes. person. So I did Ho'oponopono, and um, somewhere in the research, I learned about soul contracts. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it was really, I think that was my aha moment. Mm-hmm. Because well, Will you explain to my listeners what that means? Okay, so um, a soul contract is when two souls in heaven agree to come to earth in particular roles and mm-hmm. each would take a role in an expected situation like a narcissistic behavior marriage mm-hmm. and it would be an opportunity for each soul to experience um growth through so yeah. You know, souls don't really good, bad. They they don't discriminate experience. They just experience. Are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, I realized when I was reading that about soul contracts that I believe that my ex and I made a soul contract in heaven. Mm-hmm. And I can't say which one of us had the harder part of that contract because Someone who behaves in the way that he behaved comes from so much hurt and so much insecurity that, um, you know, I think it's almost harder to be in his position than it was to be in mine, because at least I had an innate core of happiness. Sure. And also when someone gets to the place where he is or was, and what's got nothing against him because I don't know him, but mm-hmm. those behaviors rather, the, they have to, you, historically they have to experience a lot, of, a lot of struggles when they were younger and it continually builds on it and then pretty soon they become who they are. Yes, and that, that's very much the case. And, you know, I still love him and I, I want the best for him, but I know that I just cannot be with him. We mm-hmm. were not good for each other. Sure. Yeah. And that's so much maturity and growth and recognizing that to still know I love you and I can love you from afar. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people really, they struggle with that because they say, well, if I love you, then I have to be with you. And one of the things I mentioned earlier was it doesn't have to be and or, it's they both are. And so that's called a dialectic. So it's a fancy uh, psychology word which Mm -hmm. means two opposing things can exist at the same time and still be 100% true. For example, you go to a funeral and you're crying because you miss the person and yet you think of a happy memory and you start laughing because it was funny and and you experience it and you're still sad. So it doesn't have to be one or the other. So that's why you can love someone and you can love them from afar. 
Very, very true. And equally, you can love someone and you can hate them at the same time. Mm-hmm. Certainly. <laughs> Certainly. <Yeah. laughs> that is very true. Let's transition into your children's books because I really love how you've created this series. I think you're in your fourth or fifth book that you're working on. This series of just really empowering children. So from a young age, teaching them and instilling them healthy tools and techniques that they can incorporate. So as they become older, they can become their true authentic self as well. Ah, uh, thank you. Yeah. I I started writing the books as a, just a little lark. My friend's little six-year-old girl was very into fairies and fanciful things. So I started writing a story, and the character was named after her. It, she, it was Aww. originally Isabella, um, but we shortened it to Bella. So, That's cute. <laughs> yeah. Which I'm sure she loves. <laughs> yeah. So shout out That's to beautiful. Isabella Perez <laughs> That's for so uh, being an inspiration. And what (laughs) happened was that the story just kept growing. And about halfway through, I realized I'm putting my life lessons into this book, (laughs) which that's amazing. Just it was it was very um, that was an aha moment, too, (laughs) because I, I did not set out to teach children anything, but it just naturally flowed into this book and for me children are a gift they're mm-hmm. they're just such a gift to the world and um if if they can avoid some pain by learning some of the life lessons that i embed in the book then my work is done yes <laughs> that's great yeah that's wonderful yeah, and I the way I talk about it is I plant seeds. I just mm-hmm. plant little seeds, and it, whether or not it grows is up to the person. So, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's wonderful. And that's, you know, as, as we kind of reflect on everything, we're going to have to wrap up here in just a second. I can't believe the time flew by. But when you reflect on everything, what would you say, as of today, what is the biggest life lesson you've learned? Totally putting you in the spot here. <laughs> okay, so I do have to. So really quickly, when uh, I was four years old, I lived in San Francisco in the Haight Ashbury district in 1968. My house burned down. Oh my god! When I was four years old, and my parents couldn't find housing for all of us, so they split us kids up. My sister and I went and lived with my father's family friend. So nobody we had met before. So at four, I had a huge trauma and then was ripped away from my parents. Oh my goodness. And in, I think through that, you know, we've all heard about ACEs, early childhood mm-hmm. um, injuries and mm-hmm. our trauma. And I know that for me, that was the basis for lack of self-love and so really the lesson is that the past happened but we don't have to bring that past into Mm. now and i just wrote a blog post about this oh that's so neat so yeah um we don't because when we bring the past into now when an issue happens with a spouse and we're carrying that baggage, we respond to the issue from the perspective of that baggage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
And so we're reactive rather than responsive. And if you can just lay that baggage down and say, okay, that did happen and that was then, but right now I'm faced with you left your underwear on the floor. (laughs) Exactly. It's not the same. It's not cataclysmic. (laughs) Sure. Exactly. I love that. Exactly. Because what what has happened in our past does not have to dictate who we are today. And in each moment, we have the opportunity to be our true authentic self. So. I've had such a wonderful time, Angela, having you be a guest on my show and sharing your story. If my listeners want to find out more information about you, uh, to purchase all of your books and to learn more about you, where would they find this information online? So my website, um, www.angelaangelalegh.com has my um, blog, a link to my books, and um, meditations, guided meditations that I do. And then Amazon has the ebook for Bella Santini. Um, so all they have to do is go on Amazon, search Bella, B E L L A. Santini, S-A-N-T-I-N-I. Wonderful. Well, my listeners also note that if they can't find this information any other place, simply go to the show notes in this particular episode. And what I will do is I will also uh, put your book one more time, Bella Santini and the Land of Everlasting Change in the store at jamesmillerlifeology.com and it will link them directly with Amazon. Angela, thank you so much for being a fantastic guest on my show today. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, James. It was wonderful talking to you. I also want to thank you, my listener, for tuning in today. Please subscribe to this radio show through whichever portal you join me today. Also, please go to my website where you may sign up for the free weekly recap, watch my YouTube episodes, read the articles I've written specifically for you, and purchase my previous guests' self-help products. If you'd like to work with me, be a guest on or advertise on this show, visit jamesmillerlifeology.com. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M. Lifeology. Once again, thank you so much for your support, and I'll talk to you soon.